Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Art thou greater than our father J Jacob, which gave us the well, and drank thereof himself, and his children, and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Father, we thank you for each one here. Father, we just pray that you would hide me behind the cross of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we just pray that you would be honored and glorified. Lord, I pray that you'd speak to our hearts about this need of getting the gospel out to a lost and dying world. We commit it to you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to speak this evening about the obstacles of world evangelism. And, uh, you know, it is the same whether it be in a, a foreign country or here in America. We are to get, take the gospel to a lost and dying world. Jesus Christ said himself in John 14, 6, Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. You know, many times people in churches will think that, well, you know, people, as long as they worship a God, you know, they're going to heaven. No, they're not. It is Jesus Christ. It's only faith and trust in him that we can have access to the Father in heaven. Jesus proclaimed that, and I believe that. Amen. Uh, you know, we see here that great truth that he is the only way. Uh, one of the obstacles of getting the gospel out to a lost and dying world is the obstacle of prejudice. Obstacle of prejudice. Uh, you know, prejudice is the inability to accept the differences of another person or people. And, uh, you know, it's the, same, it's the same in America as it is around the rest of the world. There's prejudices everywhere. And, uh, you know, it just seems that we cannot get away from that. And, uh, you know, there's always somebody stirring it up, causing someone to be a prejudice, someone to be against somebody else. And, uh, you know, we see it, you know, it's whether it be from a school, come from a, a different uh, board or from uh, an ethnic group or dress or location, whether it be the north or the south. I remember uh, I'm originally from upstate New York. My wife is from Alabama. And uh, the Lord led her all the way to Alabama. And I, I prayed before I got saved for a good, a good wife. And, and so, uh, you know, the Lord brought her from Alabama to New York. We met there in church, and uh, she told her father that she was getting married. And uh, he's like, I can't believe you're going to marry a Yankee. Are you really going to marry a Yankee? And uh, so, you know, there's that prejudice, you know. And, you know, there's still, I still believe there's some prejudice there, you know, uh, talking to somebody about the North and the South and, you know, told the war is over and, uh, you know, the North has won. And somebody will say, well, well who said it was over? And <laughs> so, uh, you know, there's that, that animosity, that 
prejudice there. And, but, you know, we see that it's all over. When we were in Africa, there was a, another missionary from our home church was in the southern part down near the Rwanda border there in Uganda. And he was with one of our Bible college students that was, went down there to work with him. And uh, his name was Jack, and, and they, Jack and Larry, Brother Nelson, was out on visitation. They were out knocking on, do- talking to people, and uh, and they came up again. And 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 uh, I might say that that Jack was a what we call a Tutsi from Rwanda. Now they were talking to this other man, and, and they came to find out that he was a Hutu, and he told Jack, he says, you know, if you were in my country, I would kill you. Because the Hutus and the Tutsis just didn't like each other. And uh, they, they were prejudiced. They didn't like one another. They, w- they would rather see the yellow one, you know, dead than, than alive. And, uh, but, you know, that was the, you know, the, it's not only there, but it's here in America. Uh, you know, uh, when, year, some years ago, I was at a church in, in, in Alabama, and, and we were there at that meeting, and, and someone came up to me and said, Brother Cook, I don't understand how you can go to Africa and be around those people. Well, they need the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen. And, uh, and then we were in another church sometime back and, and, uh, in Tennessee, and, and we were visiting this church, and, and, the, and the pastor was preaching, and he was saying, well, you know, we need to win the loss. We need to go out on visitation. We need to be winning these people. And uh, he was talking about a certain type of people. He said, we need to win them. They need to be saved, but they don't need to come to our church. I was flabbergasted. You know, they need a church, too. They need the Word of God. They need to be in a Bible-believing church. And, uh, but yet prejudice, people prejudice against somebody else. And many times we allow prejudice, even in our own lives, to keep us from winning the loss to Jesus Christ. You know, we allow prejudice to be in our hearts and lives. We're not going to win the loss because there might be some kind of difference that they have that we don't agree with and keep us from giving them the gospel of Jesus Christ. And, uh, it, it, you know, so we see here in the Word of God, there in, in verse 3, here we see in verse 3, Jesus, he, it says he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. And in verse 4, he says, and he must needs go through Samaria. Why is it that he needed to go through? Because Jesus knew there were souls in Samaria that needed to be saved. Now, Samaria was, was, a, was, a, was a place where the Jews had intermarried with the Samaritans, and, and the Jews just did not like the Samaritans. They, they treated them as dogs. They were heathens. They were no good. And, uh, but Jesus knew that they needed the gospel. You know, there's places in America, that, that places where others wouldn't want to go. Maybe parts of a city, nobody want to go there. Well, they still need the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen. We still need to go and give them the gospel. They need to be saved. They need to have eternal life in heaven with God just as well as we do. Hey, I don't deserve heaven at all. What I deserve is to die and go to hell. But thank God, I don't have to die and go there. Jesus saved my soul, amen. And, uh, you know, we allow this prejudice to take place. Look at verse 9. In verse 9, it says, Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. See, they didn't have no dealings with the Samaritans. They wouldn't, they wouldn't speak to them. And here is the disciples. They've gone into the town to, bu- to buy food for, the Lord, for them and the Lord to eat. 
But yet they do not speak to anybody there in town. They do not say, there's a, there's the, the, the Savior is at Jacob's well. Come and see. No, they didn't tell him. It was the woman that goes into the town and tells them. Here in, in verse 27, you look down in verse 27. Uh, here it says, And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman, yet no man said, What seekest thou, or why talkest thou with her? See, they wouldn't have no dealings with them. Because of prejudice, they allowed prejudice, something that they, they had that difference, and, and it kept them from winning the loss to G, for Jesus Christ. Everyone needs the gospel, amen. You know, we sing that, with our children sing that song. We teach them that song that God loves all the little children. What is it? Red, yellow, black, and blue? Uh, I know it's white. <laughs> black and white, amen. But do we really believe that, amen? Many times because we have prejudice that we don't, it keeps us from giving them the gospel of Jesus Christ. Maybe God would call someone to go to a certain place and, and they say, oh, no, I'm not going to go there. Not, not those people. Yeah, they still need the gospel, amen. We're to go and give them the gospel. They need the truth, amen. And, uh, you know, if we don't go and take it to them, who's going to take it to them, amen? They need it just as well as you and I. Uh, you know, it, we're not to conform to their differences or to their cultures, but they're to conform to the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, and the Word of God. And, uh, you know, we need to get rid of uh, prejudices in our lives that keeps us from going out into the world and giving them the gospel. We see also there that, that uh, you know, the, at, one, at one time, you know, we, when I was come home from the from foreign field and was starting into planting churches. I was calling pastors, trying to get meetings, getting more support. And I called a pastor that was in Arkansas and he said, Do you speak his do you speak Spanish? I said, No, I don't speak Spanish. He said, Well we need uh, Spanish speaking pastors to come here to come here to Arkansas. We've got multitudes of Spanish speaking uh, people, but there's no one to no one to reach them. Yet the Catholic Church will go out and reach them and, and bring them into their false religion and they'll still die and go to hell. When we ought to be out reaching them, amen, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh, we were in Florida not too long ago and there was a church there that was supporting us and we were, we were reporting and there was four different people there from four different countries. It was Hispanic. And the pastor, we were talking to the pastor later, and he's like, I guess I'm going to have to start a Spanish ministry because all these people are coming. You know, of course, a lot of people are Hispanics or in Florida. You no, know, we have to, they need the gospel of Jesus Christ, but yet we neglect them, amen. We don't think it's important because, but that they need the gospel. Yeah, they need it, but we, we allow prejudice in our own hearts and lives to keep us from giving the gospel out to them. Uh, you know, America needs the gospel. Uh, there's an obstacle of persuasion in, in verse 7. In verse 7 here, it says, There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. And in verse 8, it says, For his disciples were gone away unto the city to buy meat. Uh, look down at verse 31. In verse 31, it says, In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore, said the disciples one to another, hath any man brought him aught to eat? And uh, so here, here we see there the disciples had no concern about 
the needs of the people. That is a real need that they needed Jesus Christ. Jesus came through. He said, I must needs go through Samaria. You know, why would he need to go through there? But yeah, there was people that needed the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so, but yet the disciples, they had been with the Lord. And they, had, they didn't say anything about the Lord being there at Jacob's well. And, uh, you know, preoccupation, preoccupied by doing something else. How many times have you and I, we've been preoccupied by doing something else that we neglected to take the gospel to a lost and dying world? Uh, you know, many times we go to Walmart, we go shopping, whatever, and uh, we neglect seeing those people that they need the gospel of Jesus Christ. We might not be able to talk to them, but we certainly could give them a track. I remember when we were shopping one time, we were, we were, when we were in, uh, living in, in uh, uh, Holdenwall, with the church there in, in uh, Perry County, that we were shopping in, in, uh, at a grocery store in Columbia, and there was a man in there, and God said, you know, you need to speak to this man. So I talked to him, began to talk to him about the Lord, and uh, come to find out that he was a Christian. And uh, he asked me what we were doing. Of course, I said we were church planners, and, and he said, you ought to start a church in, in, in little, it was a little area out toward, uh, away from Columbia, real small town, a uh, small area, but he said, there's no church there. I have to drive quite a ways to go to church. And, uh, but yeah, you know, there's people all around. They need churches. They need the word of God. Amen. And, uh, you know, but we get preoccupied by what we're doing many times and tell, instead of telling them about the Lord Jesus Christ. We had a older woman that was coming to church and, uh, you know, she told me that she had been learning something new every time she had been coming. Well, she came to the church uh, not because we had visited her, but because there was a teenager in the church that had witnessed to her friend in school. And her friend invited her mother to come to church and, and ended up her grandmother coming to church. They joined the church. And, uh, but it was because of a young teenager saw the need, amen, and, and was burdened about her friend and, and, and her situation with the Lord. We become preoccupied by the things of the world that, you know, it, we're, we're to be quiet. We're not to tell people about the Lord. Yeah, we're to tell people, amen. They need to know. We need to take opportunities that God gives to us in telling them about the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, you know, we, we, instead of looking for situations, looking for opportunities, we try to ignore them. You know, we, you know we, we, it has to be, you know, set aside like visitation. You know, that's when we got to go. No, it, it's to be all the time. You know, Jesus says, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That means to go into the world in which we live. You know, the he wasn't telling disciples to go out into all the world, but to go out into the world in which they lived and give the gospel, amen, because each one of them had contacts that the other ones did not have. You have contacts that I don't have, and you, they may die and go to hell because you neglected to give them the gospel. I have situations and contacts that I have that you will never have. You have contacts that the pastor doesn't have contact with, but yet we're to give them the gospel because in the world in which we live, we're to spread, spread the, the truth of the word of God, amen. But yet we become, we become preoccupied by what we are doing and then neglect that. You know, the thing of, we see there in verse 28, 
It says, and, and the woman then left her water pot and went her way unto the city and saith to the man, Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? Here she questioned the men. Is not this the Christ? There's a man that told me all things whatsoever I did. They knew what she had done. They knew the lifestyle that she was living. And uh, here was a man that came and told her that was uh, completely unfamiliar with her, but yet he told her all things that she'd done. And, and she says, is not this the Christ? She left her water pot, which was very precious to her. And, and, and it was at noonday that she came, and, uh, you know, but she left that. It was precious. You don't leave your water pot because someone else will have to take it, and, you know, and they will take it. Uh, but she left that. She saw the most important need was to go and tell the people in town, hey, there's someone here that you need to see, amen. Then secondly, you know, we see there she went. She left it, and she went to the men and told them and uh, that they might have not only... Also, they might have life, amen. You know, left the physical attendant to the spiritual, amen. Many times we get uh, to doing the physical things in life instead of doing the spiritual things. Hey, we need to be have that uh, thought all the time about the things of spiritual uh, because our time is very short here upon this earth. We don't have no guarantee of tomorrow. I have no guarantee of tomorrow, but I want to make my life count for the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to be able to stand before him and make my life count, that, what, that it counted for him, it counted for eternity, amen. Many times we try to make our lives count for, for this world, which, this, you know, we're going to leave it all behind one day. And, uh, you know, we, 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 we are saved, we have that assurance, we'll be in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. But what about those that we didn't tell? What about those that we had other things that we were preoccupied with instead of telling them the truth of the Word of God. We spend hours and, and months on training seminars, camp meetings, and, and, and things instead of making practice of that which we've already been taught. I remember when we started the church in, in Bradford, Pennsylvania, uh, we trained the people about going out soul winning and uh, not only trained them but took them out, made, had had time when we went out into the community and, and, and where they were had that opportunity to speak to other people. We, there was those that was, able, that, was, that was able to lead others to the Lord Jesus Christ and those that were with them, they saw how they were leading people to the Lord and they, they, they wanted to do the same thing, amen. Well, you know, that, that there you know, just spreads, that fire spreads and uh, you know, causes others to be concerned about the needs of others. And, uh, you know, so we need to uh, forget about being preoccupied by the things of this world because those things of this world will not last, amen. We're too busy planning and, and uh, to save souls that we neglect the souls in the process. Uh, we see there, sec thirdly there, there's an obstacle of presumption. Uh, think not yet, this four months, he says there in verse 35, Jesus says, Say not ye there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, Lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Uh, you know, they didn't think there was, there was a need. The disciples didn't think there was a need. Uh, we, they, they didn't think the time was right. You know, here's the disciples. They've been with the Lord Jesus Christ. They've seen the miracles he's been doing. Uh, they, they understood and knew that he was truly the Son of God. 
He was from, he was from the Father in heaven, but yet they did not have that desire to tell anybody about him, that they, that they would have that and see that need to come to him. Amen. You know, there's people that are lost and uh, need the gospel of Jesus Christ. Here in 2 Corinthians 6, 2, it says, Behold, today is, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Amen. Tomorrow is too late. Tomorrow could be too late. Amen. Uh, today may be the last day. Uh, I mean, the Lord could come tonight, and uh, we, you know, we'd be in heaven with him. But, but what about lost family members? What about other people we have contact with that's dying and going to heaven? Yet we've neglected and uh, presumption that we got a better time. There's so many people that are, they presume they have a better time. They, you know, a lot of people say, well, you know, wait, I'll wait until I get older, then I'll trust the Lord. No, today is the day of salvation. Not tomorrow. It's, tomorrow could be too late. And, uh, you know, we need, we need to be go out and do it now. Uh, but the, yet the disciples, you know, they presumed, you know, they had plenty of time. Because Jesus said there, he says there, Say not ye there yet four months, then again cometh harvest. You know, they were thinking, well, there's plenty of time. No, there's not plenty of time. Many times we think the same thing. There's plenty of time. You know, there's, you know, I, you know when I get ready, you know, that I'll, I'll do that, Lord. No, today is the day. We can't wait. Tomorrow may be too late. You know, Holy Spirit may speak, upon, speak to our hearts and tell us, you know, you need to talk to this individual, you know, and we don't do that. And, and what happens, that person may die and they'll die and go to hell. And I've seen that happen. happen. Uh, we, were, we were out visiting there in Perry County, and, and I was visiting a man, that woman that had been coming to church, wanted to talk to her husband. Well, there happened to be another man there that, was, that, was, that had his tractor there, and he was getting it, getting it ready to leave, and we were able to talk to him. And, and I was telling him about the Lord Jesus Christ, and, and he, he rebuked us. He cursed the Lord and, and said, I not have nothing to do with that. And, and three days later, he died, and he was in hell. The last opportunity. I thank God that I used the opportunity to speak to him about the Lord Jesus Christ. I didn't know that God was going to take his life, but God did. He, he didn't have another chance. He rejected the last, very last chance that God gave that man to go to heaven. He rejected that and, 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 his, and it took him out of this world. You know, we don't know. Uh, presume, we presume we have plenty of time. We, we, we presume many times that we have plenty of time to talk to our family members. Yet, we neglect that. And they can go out in eternity in a, in a snap of a second without the Lord Jesus Christ. I remember when I was in Africa, my brother called me and told me that my mother had passed away. Well, I knew she was in heaven with the Lord. I was out in the village when, when the call came in. My wife was home, and he said, she said, well, he's probably going to call back. I, you know, I said, well, you know, I, I can deal with it. You know, I, I have no problem. You know, I can, you know, I know where she is. You know, I don't need to spend, you know, go thousands of miles back to the States and you know, and, but he called and he said, you know, we really want you to come. I want, we need you. And so I said, well, Lord, I'll go, but you got to do something. I don't want to go back to, you know, to just to a funeral and, 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 and that's it. I want you to work. I want you to work in people's hearts. I had family members lost and, uh, we went back I went back alone. My wife, it was toward, it was toward Christmas. We were planning, you know, celebrate 
Christmas and have a good time with the family there. And, but I had to go back to the States. I preached my mother's funeral. I was able to talk to a, my brother and, and uh, sister-in-law. Both of them got saved. I had another brother, and, and he, said, you know, he said he'd saved. And my sister-in-law, I was getting ready to get ready to go to go on a plane that next day. And, and, and she sat, uh, sat down at the table having a cup of coffee, and she come over, and she said, can I talk to you? And I said, sure. And, and she says, you know, I want to I know how I can have eternal life. And she trusted the Lord as her Savior. They got in church, got, you know, and, uh, but people are dying and going to hell. Uh, I thank God that he used me to be able to speak to them. I know family members are the hardest people to speak to. But, you know, we have to, we just got to get past that and, and, and let the Holy Spirit work in us and through us to tell them that, how, that, they, that their only hope is, is faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, uh, you know, we, we can't presume that someone else will tell them. We cannot presume that they will find out another way. We just have to go and give them the gospel of Jesus Christ. People are dying and going to hell. Uh, I, we had mentioned in the video there that there's, in 2019, there was 4,500 churches closed. And, and there was only 3,000, it was estimated 3,000 new churches open. Well, that doesn't mean they're all Bible-believing churches. Many of the new churches that are springing up today are, you know, the, the you know, get-rich churches, uh, you know, uh, Hollywood churches, you know, just for entertainment. And they're not preaching the Word of God. They're not preaching the gospel as they ought to be preaching. But, you know, but that's a, that's a loss of 1,500 churches in, in, in a year. And uh, if you took that and divided it by the 50 states, that's 30 churches per state di- uh, closing every year. Imagine 30 states, 30 churches closing in Tennessee. You know, America needs churches, and uh, they need the truth, the Word of God. Amen. Uh, there, there's still fields to harvest. Amen. There's still souls out there looking and wanting something. We just have to take up the gospel of. And give it to them, amen. In Romans 10, 14, it says, How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? How shall they believe in whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Someone has to go and preach to them, amen. Someone has to go and give them the gospel, amen. Uh, I was recently at a motel, and uh, at the motel, I you know, checked in, got my ticket, uh, room, and everything, and, and I asked the clerk, and I asked the clerk, I says, let me ask you, if you died today, are you 100% sure you'd go to heaven? And, man, the smiles came upon her face, and, man, she just lit up. She says, yes, I know if I died today, I'd go to heaven. I know if I died today, I'd go to heaven. Well, you know, most times we'd say, praise the Lord. That's great. You know, I really praise the Lord for that. No, I asked, let me ask you another question. What do you base that upon? What do you base that upon? You know, we, we see people all over, and that we see them this morning, people in church. But are you 100% sure if they died, they'd go, to, they'd go to heaven? Do you really know for sure? I asked, and you know what the woman told me? When I asked her what she based it upon, she says, I do good things for good people. Works, good works. Well, Bible says it's not by our works. Uh, it's only by faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. People think they're on their way to heaven because of what they're doing instead of what Jesus did upon that cross of Calvary. And, uh, you know, we, we presume, you know, people are going to heaven.
but yet, but yet they're really dying and going to hell. Just because somebody's going to church doesn't mean they're going to heaven. And, uh, but yet that's what you know, the world thinks. That's what most churches think. And that's what they preach, that you know, we're all going to heaven. You know, my Bible says, no, it's only those that are 100% saved by faith through grace. Amen. And uh, then we see also that obstacle of uh, procrastination. You know, procrastination is, is to defer action, to delay, to procrastinate until an opportunity is lost. And uh, there in verse 35 it says, Say not ye there yet four months, then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And, uh, you know, the disciples, uh, they, they procrastinated. Uh, they didn't see the need of the hour. Uh, you know, and, and we delayed many times to the point where we miss the opportunity. The opportunity is gone. They're, you know, the Lord says, speak to an individual, and next thing you know, we, 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 we uh, procrastinate, and, and next thing you know, they're gone. And we don't have that opportunity to speak to them. And uh, I, remember, I remember when we, when we moved to Alabama and stayed with my father-in-law, one night I asked him, I said, Daddy, if you died today, do you know where you'd spend eternity? And, and he could quote the Bible backwards and forwards. He knew the Bible. But he told me this. He said this. He says, I was split hell wide open. And, and I tried talking to him about getting, trusting the Lord as his Savior. And, and he says, I can't, you know, I can't get, be saved and, and go back to work and work with the people that I work with. He was a plumber, he, you know, a master plumber. And uh, he's one who just uh, laid out all the, you know, plumbing and big factories and stuff like that. But you know, he said, I couldn't go back and, and be saved and work with those kind of people. Well, you can. Uh, you know, you don't, you just have to be the boss. You know, you don't have to partake in their, what they do. Amen. And, uh, you know, but, but he eventually got saved. And, uh, but yeah, you know, we have to take the, we take the opportunities that he gives. We can't procrastinate. You know, people going to die and go to hell if we're not concerned about them. And, uh, you know, we who have the truth, if we're not concerned about them and, and their fate in life, who's going who's to be concerned? You know, the, no one. No one's going to be concerned about their soul because, you know, the world and religion says, you know, we're all going to heaven. And, and, and that is a lie of the devil. That's a lie of the devil because he, he, the more he can get people to believe they're going to heaven when they're not, he's satisfied with that because he knows that's where he's going to spend eternity one day in that lake of fire that burns with brimstone forever and ever. And, uh, but, you know, the Lord says the fields are white already to harvest. You know, there's people out there, they need the gospel. They're ready. They're ready. To, their harvest is ready. He told the disciples there. He says uh, uh, in verse 36, he says, He that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may re rejoice together. And herein is that saying true. One soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereupon ye be sowed no labor. Other men labored, and ye are entered into their labors. What's he talking about? He was talking about those people in town. They had the opportunity to give them the gospel, but they didn't do it. Someone else had labored, had given them the gospel. Well, you say, Brother Cook, who gave them the gospel? Well, if you look back in, in, in the Gospels, there, it, Jesus sent his, his uh, apostles out by twos. And, and the Bible says there that they were going to go to places where Jesus would also go. 
himself. And so, so his, they had went here. They had been in Samaria. They had given them. They had told him about the Messiah. That's why, that's why the woman said, is not this the Christ? Is not this the Messiah? You know, is not this the one we've been waiting for? You see, people are waiting for, for something that will satisfy them. And the only thing that can satisfy them is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And then there's that obstacle of persuasion. You know, uh, we just don't, we don't want to persuade them. Uh, disciples simply did not tell them. Woman went and told them herself. Amen. Uh, there in, in John 36 and 38, there he says, uh, He that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true. One soweth, another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereupon ye be sowed no labor. Other men labored and ye are entered into their labors. Uh, look back at verse 20. 28 and 29, it says there, The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men, Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is not this the Christ? She was trying to persuade them that, hey, you need to come to the well. There, there, there's a man there, and, uh, you know, he's not like any man. Is not this the Christ, she says. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we are called to try to persuade people. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that we're trying to persuade them to make a pro profession of, of salvation, but we're to give them everything they need to know to make the right choice. My, there, there's a man in, in Perry County. We, we went to visit him, and people, people said, you know, that guy would never get saved. He's a hard man. He, will, he won't get saved. And uh, I took him, my wife and I, we went to visit him and his wife. My wife was talking to his wife. And I started talking to him, and I said, Joe, I want to talk to you about the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, Preacher, you're not going to get me off the couch. He had problems with his legs. He couldn't walk. They were swollen. And he says, there's no way you can get me, get me off this couch to go to your church. I said, Joe, I'm not trying to get you to church. I want to talk to you about the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, so uh, then he was able to listen. And, and, and so about an after an hour, he put his faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I said, Joe, you need to call your daughter and uh, your son-in-law. They were in the church. He says, you need to call them and tell them you got saved. And so we, he didn't do it right then, but he did it after we left. And he says, he says, you know, that preacher, he just tells it like it is. No, I gave him all the information that he needed to have. He, he had the choice of either heaven or hell. You know, we need to give people their, the choice. Hey, you want to spend eternity in heaven or you want to spend it in hell? It's up to you. And, uh, you know, we, 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 we got to give them everything that they need, hey, to put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Sometimes it takes people. He was a hard man. He, you know, they said he could never get saved. Hey, God can save anybody. I didn't save him. God saved him. Amen. But, you know, but we have to give them what they need. The, and, uh, you know, this woman, the woman here, was she, man, she was, she was concerned about people's souls. The Bible says there, and uh, there in, in uh, verse 30, it says, so, so, so when the Samaritans, well, in verse 39, it says, and many of the Samaritans uh, of the city believed on him for the saying of the woman which testified, he told me all things ever I did. And then look at verse uh, verse 42, and said unto the woman, now, now we believe, not because of thy saying, for we have heard him ourselves, and know that this indeed is the Christ, the Savior of the world. 
You see, uh, many believed when many believed of what she said, but many doubted that. They had to see themselves, and they came to where Jesus was, and many of them believed because of what he said. They acknowledged that truly he was the Christ, the Savior of the world. Amen. And, uh, you know, we just need to take the gospel to a lost and dying world. And, uh, you know, it's getting, the hour is getting too late. I believe we're in the last day. I believe that Jesus Christ could come at any time. Uh, you know, with, with Israel in this war, we don't know what's going to happen. You know, they can make an alliance with, you know, the ten, ten nations as talks about in Revelation. And, uh, you know, it might be the beginning of the end. We don't know. We don't know. But, you know, the Lord's going to come at any time. And, you know, but there's souls, there's people that needing the gospel of Jesus Christ, dying and going to hell. But we who have the gospel, we're going, we, if we don't take it to them, they will never, they will never hear it. And, uh, you know, I, I just want to see people, you know, start churches to see people saved. Amen. And uh, that's the thing about starting churches. You don't just get people to, to, you know, come to church. You get them saved. Go out and give them the gospel, get them saved, then get them in the church, get them baptized, get them to grow in the things of the Word of God. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what God's plan was here in the very beginning of the New Testament church, to, to, to go out and, and for us to multiply, amen, and, and do this. You know, Jesus saw the multitudes, but, but we see there, not only did he see the multitudes, but he was moved with compassion upon them. Why? Because they were scattered abroad, not having a shepherd. People need a shepherd, someone to guide them and direct them. You know, he used that illustration that just like sheep were gone astray. And that's the way it is with the world. They're, they're lost. They're, they're headed to hell. They need someone to guide them, to direct them in the way that they need to go. But, you know, we needed to be doing, doing our part. And, uh, he's, you know, Paul said there in Galatians 6, 9, Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap, if we faint not. And that is, we, we just can't quit. We just got to keep going. And, uh, you know, I, I'm going to just keep going till you know, I don't have any more breath. And, uh, uh, you know, that's what God's, God's got a, given us the mandate to go into all the world and uh, preach the gospel that we might see people saved. And, uh, you know, it's not just for the preacher and church planner to go out and do that, but it's for every one of us uh, to take the gospel to a lost and dying world. Uh, we will stand one day before the Lord and be accountable. You know, I want to be able to stand before him and have him say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. But what can he say? How about you tonight? Would he be able to say that about you? Have you been faithful in, in trying to win the loss to the Lord Jesus Christ? People, maybe you, in the world in which you live, people that you have contact with, people you see every day, do, do you know if they're going to die and go to heaven? Do you know for sure that they're on their way to heaven? Hey, you know, uh, when I got saved, you know, I wanted my family to know that. I wanted to know without, with surety and, uh, that they were on their way to heaven. And, uh, you know, they need that. They need that. They need to know. Uh, and it's only by knowing that Jesus Christ is the only way. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Father, we thank you for the truths of your word and the, the mandate you've given us to go into all the world, Lord. And, Father, we pray that you would uh, not allow these things in life to keep us from doing what you've called us to do. And, 
and taken the gospel to a lost and dying world. Father, we just ask that you would have your perfect will in, in, in each heart and each life. We ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.